All right, welcome back to another edition of Vegas Sports Nation. I got my host and my co-host and my co-host to co-host in studio again, Stevie Slapshot. Is this regularly? This is going to be a permanent thing now, I think, Stevie. We're just going to have you come in here on Tuesdays and join us to talk a little Vegas sports and also some national sports. But it's Vegas Sports Nation. Brooks Whitmore, Stevie Slapshot is here with us. Brooks, how was your weekend? Mine, mine was very, very good, Mark. I made it out to the NASCAR race, so that was pretty exciting on Sunday. That was a great time. Uh, in addition to that, you know, took in a little bit of football on TV, so I'm pretty excited about this week's show. Uh, let's just jump right in, Mr. Hayes, and tell us a little bit about your 3-3 three and three Las Vegas Raiders. A win is a win, right? Yeah, a W is a W, and I think with the Raiders, they need a W. Um, they'll take it. That's two in a row, actually. They beat the Packers and they beat the um, Patriots. Uh, both teams are kind of trying to find their identity. I think the Raiders are just kind of squeaked out both wins. Um, but like you said, a win is a win. A W is a W. Two games at home, two wins back to back. We unfortunately um, seen um, a replay of what we've seen over the course of his career. Garoppolo goes down with the injury. They bring in Hoyer, who is familiar with the Patriots. Seven years as a New England Patriots as a backup to a backup. So he was the backup to the backup. He was the backup to Brady. And then he was the backup to Garoppolo. And so, um, 15 year career. And I think Hoyer, you know, he's kind of similar to Garoppolo. He's not going to lose the games for you. He can, he can kind of hand the ball off correctly. He knows defenses. One thing I did notice when I watched the uh, bits and pieces of that game, he kind of knew exactly the formations and what the defense was doing for New England because he was there for seven years and it doesn't change overnight what the teams are doing. So he was the perfect fit for this game. Can he do it? if he has to play against the Chicago Bears, because he wasn't in Chicago for seven years. I kind of agree with you there, actually. I mean, I would say that Hoyer has so much experience that he is similar to Garoppolo. He's a drop-back passer, and you don't have to readjust your entire offense when you drop him into the offense. You're probably just getting a grade lower than you are with Garoppolo, but you don't have to change things up so much, and you don't have to change your entire offensive scheme to you know, to reset for for Hoyer coming in. Yeah. Well, you you got the and this to you, Steve. You got you almost got two identical uh, kind of quarterbacks that been in McDaniel's system. Let's say that they both been in McDaniel's system. So by Garoppolo dropping out and Hoyer jumping in, you don't lose a whole lot at the quarterback position because they both been in McDaniel's system long enough all spring, all summer. And so I think that was kind of smart on the Raiders, right, to bring in Hoyer in case, not in case, well, let me repeat that, not in case, but when Garoppolo went down, they can just plug Hoyer in. And they tried to put McConnell in, I'm uh, Aiden in, McConnell, uh, from Purdue, the rookie. But I think that was, now we look at it, that was a pretty smart intelligent quarterback decision by McDaniels. Let me bring somebody in that's been in my system, knows my system. When Garoppolo does go down, I hope he doesn't go down, but when he does go down, we can just plug and play with Hoyer, who actually didn't have a bad game. He was about 40, 30, 40%. He threw for about a little over 120 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions and no fumbles. He didn't create any taunt. He didn't make any mistakes. And so, I think that's something that we have to look at, too. Bringing in Hoyer does help McDaniels if uh, Garoppolo is not available. I, I think it was a really good decision. Uh, I think he went out and got Hoyer on purpose because he knows him, and Hoyer knows the uh, knows the system. As you said, I, I think Hoyer looked better than Garoppolo in that game before Garoppolo went out. Garoppolo holds the ball too long. He, t- he takes too long to make a decision, and he almost got Adams killed. You can't hang out a wide receiver like that. Yeah. Well, no. I I think we're all in agreement with that. Right. And so what's the status of Jimmy G, to your knowledge? The back is... he could, he, he'll, he'll be available to play. I, yeah. I think he starts. I, I think McDaniel will start him. It's not yeah. what I would do, but I think that's what McDaniel Yeah. Will. They said it's not as serious as the injury as they thought, originally thought. So we'll probably know Thursday, Friday, because he, if he doesn't practice all week... Hoyer takes first team snaps. To me, as the GM, I say, hey, look, we're playing the Bears. They have their second, third string 
quarterbacks. They don't know who they're going to play. Let's sit Garoppolo, give him a one extra week because they do have the the Lions coming up. I think the Lions is mm-hmm. after the Bears, right? They got yep. the Lions. And so will they do that? Stevie is on one hand said no. He would do it, but does McDaniels do that? Does the general manager Ziggler say, hey, look, this guy is worth 35, 40 million. Let's sit him one extra week for sure. He'll be prepared and ready for the Bears because if he gets hurt again, that might be his season. All right. I'll let you throw that to Stevie. Do you agree with Mark? As, as far as as far as letting Hoyer play over Garoppolo? I, I would play. I, I thought Hoyer looked better. And, and, and again, he, he's, he's not holding the ball like Garoppolo does. And he, and he doesn't hang out as wide receivers, is, is, is what I saw. I, I would play Hoyer over Garoppolo. I don't think that's what will happen, though. No, because I think McDaniels is buying for his job at this stage, and his best chance to win is with Jimmy G. Yeah, and if he gets hurt, then what? <laughs> you got to turn Hoyer anyway, right? <laughs> but, but as a, okay, you're the GM. And I'm McDaniels and I come to you and say, Hey, Ziegler, what do you think we should do with this situation? Here's the pros and here's the cons. What do we do? Jimmy G starting. Jimmy G starting. Yeah. Okay. 80%, 75% Jimmy G or 100% Hoyer? That ship sinks with both of them in it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're not, they're connected. Okay. So if one goes, the other one goes. So this bear game could be kind of a, a must win, do or die. If Garoppolo does play and they lose, then what? Then you lose against Detroit, and you just try to win more games because they're trying to keep their jobs yeah. at that stage. If you're the GM, what do you do? I, you, not the McDaniels or Ziggler, but what do you do if that's your player? I probably just let the season ride out, and then I let go of McDaniels. Yeah. So keep. So Garoppolo plays this weekend. Yep. All right. Well. Good thing is they do have the Bears. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> maybe maybe JS Jacobs can get the ball more, take a little pressure off Garoppolo. Well, let's let's switch to the defense. Yeah. Because the defense played pretty well. They did. Max Crosby covered for every Raider better in Las Vegas <laughs> at the very last minute. Was that absolutely bananas? Oh, crazy. <laughs> but I feel like he is just carrying the entire defense on his shoulders. Yeah. Well, he's he's one of, if not the top five defensive players in the National Football League at his position. Um, and when you watch him play and you watch the other guys play, he plays with another level of intensity. He plays with another level of, I want to win on every play, but you need that on defense. Right. And they were hoping those booking ends Chandler Jones. And um, if you had Chandler on one side and you had Max on the other, that's causing a lot of havoc and you can win a lot of games with defensive players like Max Crosby. And so I, I, I don't know. I find myself looking at the Raiders defense and going, okay, if this guy can get this much pressure on some of these better quarterbacks, better offensive linemen, this team can compete in a lot of games, but does he play at that high level every week? That's that's the only thing I, you know, I, I, I hope he can sustain and play like that every week. Well, he's played the last two weeks at a very uh, lights out, very lights out. Level. Two bad teams though, two pretty mediocre teams. That's fair. We'll see what he does against the Lions, and I think he still does have a good game. But who else can step in and help him or sue? Because one defensive player can't win. He can't play safety. No. He cannot play linebacker. He cannot play right defensive end, right? And they don't even – I don't even see him doing a lot of shifting where he plays on the right side or the left side, even in between in the between the tackles. So he's a predominantly left end, right? If I'm an offensive coordinator, I run away from him. <laughs> yeah, and I, or I double him up. All I day. double him up and run away because they don't move him around enough for me to go have to scheme for him. So I think that's something that the Raiders could hang their hat on is taking him and being a threat – on the right tackle, if the right tackle or the left tackle is a weak player, move him over there because he will cause a lot of havoc, even in double teams. I've seen him get through and get by. Yep. So this guy is like, you're not going to just stop him. You hope to contain him, right? And That's I think fair. if the Raiders see that, they might have a chance. So, Stevie, what did you think about the coaching on Sunday? Uh, Overall, you had a – Pupil I'm, against I'm, the. I'm not. I'm not a McDaniel's guy. I'm. I'm. I'm just not. I. Th- I think he's a. He's a guy that's a good OC and not a good head coach. There. There are a lot of those guys out there. A second. That. That. That is. That really sums up McDaniel's. We've seen how he did in Denver, right? As a head coach. Mm-hmm. 
He goes and back to New England as an offensive coordinator under Belichick. He has a lot of success, but I can have success with Tom Brady in the backfield, right? Right. And he's also calling the plays. Right. On offense. And how many touchdowns we get? Yeah. Just one. And you know what? I, I think this was a kind of a statement game as well. Even though New England is down and now they're talking, I've never heard him talking about, uh, uh, Belichick being on the hot seat or even being questioned in his ability to coach, right? And this season, Mac Jones is having second year kind of rookie blues, right? Yeah. This guy looks uh, like an Alabama quarterback. I hate to say that because it's a couple of them doing really well right now, right? You got Vince, I mean, you got Young who's just not that good. He still has time. But Tua Untying of Iloa right now looks like the best quarterback coming out of Alabama, right? And so I don't know. I, I just, it's, is the Detroit game for me is going to be a statement for the Raiders because this Raider team does get, they like, they like a, that girlfriend that you <laughs> never get to sleep with, but you always <laughs> get to kiss, right? And just hug, but you can never go to home plate. That's how the Raiders are, right? Remember last year, we, you get you get excited with the Raiders, you get you get all worked up, and then the Raiders lose, and they let you down, and they let you down, they right? Just like that girlfriend you had in high school, like the same kind down. of girl. Stop bringing up my girlfriend. <laughs> all right, all right. But the Raiders are that team that, like, right now we're like they're two and zero. Oh. Okay, so Mark, you're making a big mistake right now, other than the girlfriend. Okay, <laughs> you're making a big mistake. You might, and I hope the Raiders aren't making the same mistake. You're looking past Chicago. The no, Raiders, you just talked about Detroit. The Raiders, they got to go minute to minute, to game by game. They can't look past Bishop Gorman. Okay, <laughs> and they got to go to Chicago, right? So does I, this with, team Steve, with a backup quarterback that that only his family and friends know who he is? Yeah, does this team win in Chicago? Both of you guys? Yes, I think they do win. In Chicago. I do think they win. I just think they're with Garoppolo or without Garoppolo. Well, I think I think Garoppolo is going to start, so I so I think with Garoppolo they will beat the Chicago Bears. Okay, so you guys will be shocked if Garoppolo's. I won't be shocked at anything if he didn't play. Raiders. If he didn't, if they set him for a, this game. No, I think Jimmy G is playing this game if he's even possible, remotely yeah. possible. Jimmy G is going to start this game. If he can't get through it, then they'll bring in Hoyer. But a Jimmy G is going to be. He's going to walk out with if, the starting eleven. If he can, you'll know by Friday, just like you said. You'll yeah. know by Friday. If yeah. he takes none of the snaps and he's not starting. Yeah, but he'll he'll walk out with the starting group if he even just limited participation in practice this week. He yeah. plays. I yeah. think so. Yeah, and it depends. You know, back injury is real. I mean, I as mean, a former athlete, back injury is they 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 can be tricky, right? If you depending on where, because yeah. sometimes you can get a back injury and. It's so bad that you can't even stand up. Yep. Right. Right. A back but, injury. But he walked off. Yeah. On his own feet. He walked right. yeah, off yeah. the field under his own power. Granted, he went to the hospital. Yeah. But I think that was for internal injury. That was. And so if he went to the, you know, if he's white, he didn't look like when he was walking off, he didn't have a crazy gant, you know, or, or a gant, limp. where he limped and he just couldn't, couldn't barely handle it. And he had somebody on each side of him. Yeah. No, he, he didn't did. look that bad. Walking he did. Off the and they field. said it wasn't as serious as first originally thought. So it must have been some type of maybe in this locker room. And then they say, Hey, let's go to the hospital just for further evaluation. But I don't know. I think this, this Raider team is, uh, with Garoppolo, they're a 500 team. Without Garoppolo, they're a 500 team because I think Corey is just as good. Well, yeah, except that they have the opportunity to go four and three. If they win this game, they're four and three and they're in the playoff hunt. And, they're right there. And there you go. They're right in the mix. Right. So they do win at Chicago. I think so. They win the game in Chicago. All right. We're all in agreement with that. I mean, I think if, you know, their defense plays well, I think the Bears, they're starting a second string uh, guy. Um, they just signed McFarley, uh, McSorley from off the Arizona practice. I think he got cut by Arizona, but the guy from Penn State, they just signed him to back up Perryman, who's the second string quarterback. So oh. they did re-sign because Fields is out this week. So there and you so, go. All right, well, let's move on to UNLV. Went up north. Up north. They're nice five, drive flight up north. Five and one. <laughs> they haven't been five and one Rebels. since Randall Cunningham. Rebels. Now I was in college when Randall Cunningham was in college, so that's a long time ago. But they got the cannon. They beat UNR 45-27. Miava played a great game, and you know what? He was awarded the National Freshman of the Week. National Freshman of the Week. He was twenty for twenty-five, two TDs, no picks. 
and White was the CFN honorable mention with eight catches for 174 yards and caught both of those TD passes. Yeah, let's not forget about the running back. He did get honored too. Davion Lester. I did not know that. The, yeah, he uh, he actually was an honorable mention for the Earl Campbell Taylor Rose Player of the Week Award. Nice. Yeah, so he he had a wonderful game too out of uh, out of Texas High School, and so that's three awards in one week. And I think Odom's got to keep them out of the clouds. Yeah, because this is not a this isn't UNLV is not a program that is used to winning on a regular basis and knows how to react to winning on a regular basis so you got to keep them grounded you got to keep them focused and colorado state's coming to town and colorado state's very good yeah and they're not a bad colorado state is not a bad team at all and actually they have former jay Norvell from reno oh. so he knows he knows las vegas right he knows kind of because he's coached at unr for four years i want to say mm-hmm. so Norvell, he does know um, UNLV pretty well. But one thing about this UNLV team, they're not going to get comfortable. They're not going to get relaxed. They're not going to be in the clouds. Reason being is, uh, Odom does n- his, his mantra and the way he coaches. I've been out to his practice. The way he coaches and talks to these guys is we haven't won nothing yet. We haven't done anything yet. And that's what he preaches at practice. Don't get excited because we're five and one because as easy as we got the five and one we can lose five in a row and be five and five and not make a bowl game so he's coaching again i talked to uh one of the assistants on a weekly bi-weekly basis and his message to the team is never stop don't get comfortable with being comfortable meaning don't beat UNR, now you happy you got the cannon and you think Colorado State is not going to come here to take a piece of your butt out of, you know, uh, knock you out because you're the, you're the, you're probably going to be favored in this game. And so uh, his mantra of coaching is great for a team like UNLV. They don't know how it feels to really win and be, I mean, be favored in games and be, they're not just winning, they're blowing teams. They've blown the last two teams out five, six touchdowns. And so Odom knows Cooper's experience here in Las Vegas, how long he's been around the UNLV program and how well-respected he is in the community. So guess who kind of fired him up before the game? It wasn't Odom. He let Hunky Cooper come out there and say, hey, guys, this is what it means. Yes, Some of you are new. Some of you have been here a while. But let me tell you what it means. This game means to Las Vegas you know, and our community. Yeah, and that was the best thing. One of the best hiring moves that Odom did was bringing in Hunky Cooper, who was at San Diego State for seven years under Jeff Horton, who was the coach here. I, I think that homegrown um, people respect Hunky Cooper. People listen to and him by him sharing because that's what you that's rare when you're playing in a rivalry game, because a lot of these guys don't know how big a rivalry really is, especially the UNR versus UNLV. And so by him being there. For these newer guys that haven't played in this type of atmosphere, that was a perfect way. That showed you what type of person Odom is. Right. Stepped back and said, Hunky, because Odom doesn't know. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. Right. And so as a man, as a head coach, it's hard to step back and go. I want you to talk to him because he knew coming from Hunky was going to come from the heart. Right. It wasn't just going to come from. Just yeah. talking, right? Like, but Odom is that guy, though. He's that kind of guy. I've seen him a couple times turn it over to Hunky and say, "Why don't you address the team today for this reasons?" And so, UNLV, Colorado State. What do we got? I kind of, I think that's going to be a nip and tuck game. Remember, we talked about Vandy being the, another measuring stick game. Yeah, and I really think that this game is a measuring stick game for UNLV. It's our conference measuring stick. Yeah, we may have a difficult time with Fresno State. We may have a tough time with Boise State, but I think this is a measuring stick on a team that's kind of on parallel with us. And I'm interested to see the outcome of it. It's over at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday. Go out there, support the Rebels. They're five four, and one, people. Four o'clock game. Colorado's three and three and one and one in the Mountain West. So, um, and UNLV is two and zero oh in the Mountain West and five and one overall. So that it's just a nice ring to it, doesn't it, Stevie? All <laughs> <laughs> right, because usually we're talking UNLV one or four and two or not four and two, but four and four or or three and six. Right, we're talking about UNLV being on the opposite end, but the last four weeks this team has looked like 
You only have one loss, and that's to Michigan. Yeah. And, and that's you, and you played them even in the second half. Yes, seven seven. Right. <laughs> Actually, seven nothing right. because it was thirty five seven. I mean thirty five nothing at the half. Right. So um where does this UNLV team go, Stevie? That's a good question. I, I think you just take it one game at a time, Mark, like you were talking about. This is going to be a tough game, I think, against Colorado State because you come off of that high of winning the rivalry game. Right. Yeah. Right? Right. And this is going to be kind of their test, right? UNLV is on a, what, four-game winning streak? They haven't lost since Michigan. Michigan. Yep. They beat two oh. SC. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat UTEP. They beat uh, Hawaii. Yep. And they beat UNR. Yep. Four-game winning streak. Not too bad. And all those teams are pretty good teams. Pretty decent teams. Huh? Pretty deep. And 2-0 in the conference. UNLV right. normally, um, they're, I think they're number two, one or two in the yeah. conference. Well, Air Force just who moved into the top 25. So they do have a tough schedule ahead of them yeah. in the Mountain West. Right? Yeah, it's all backloaded. Yeah. And I think this, you know, one thing, and then we'll jump to our uh, break and then we'll jump to our next segment. But I think the way he's, they scheduled the games this year, too, really helped in UNLV's favor. They didn't probably think they were going to Michigan. They didn't think they were going to win. Well, they didn't win Michigan, but they didn't. They scheduled Michigan because that was pre-scheduled from years before. But they didn't think they would be Vanderbilt. They didn't know about UTEP, really. Hawaii is always a tough one. Right. And then UNR is always a tough one, no matter what the records are, right? right? So I think the scheduling, too, really made a difference in how well this team is playing right now. Maybe in their confidence, but I don't think that they had, they didn't they might not have expected to be five and one. Barry Odom did. Well, that would have been a little naive based on their history. Yeah, he said. Well, well, his before he took when he first took the job, we had a uh, interview and he said we're going to fight every single game and we expect to be winning. We expect to win now. He was like, "This is not a rebuilding year," and so. That was from his mouth. Not saying he predicted he'll be five and one, but he said, I'm not coming in here to rebuild. I'm coming in here to win games now. Yeah. And that's tough <laughs> when you're coming from you when you're coming to UNLV. So, oh yeah, the Gales. Real quick, we'll touch on the Gales, right? And then we'll. I, I don't have much to say other than we are local high school, high school. football team is the Bishop. number one. Bishop Gorman Gales is the number one rated team. In the United States, in the fictitious poll that they create for high school teams, but it's pretty amazing, actually. So, congratulations to Bishop Gorman. Got to keep winning. Got to stay on top. Yeah, congratulations to the Gales again. I'm a well, congratulations, two congratulations, because I'm a, a formal Gale play, parent, and kids went to Bishop Gorman. But one thing about this team, and uh, that I've that they've been won before, mm -hmm. right? So this team is always going to be fighting to be the number one team in the country. And they finally got to that spot. They're 9-0. Their rest of their conference games are here. I did talk um, with the head coach, Browner, two weeks ago and asked him about a bowl. Because what they'll do is they'll take the two top teams oh. and they'll play a game to see who the national champion is. Okay. Like right now, Gorman, if you – the season ended, they'll be the number one team. But what they're trying to do is have a, like a bowl game where one and two play each other. And he said, they're trying to put that together. So you'll really be able to see. So if it's Gorman and Sham, Shamanade, I think that's how you pronounce that no. name. Is it Shamanade? Is it who's, who's two? No, I think they're, uh, I can't, I can't remember where they're out of, but IMG is, the, I think uh -huh. three. That's a Florida. Yeah. yeah. That's a Florida team, but the one and two teams and the two and four teams, they tell them like a playoff where they'll play a bowl game to see who won and who's two. So I don't know. I think that'll be pretty interesting if they can pull it off. Yep. All right, All right, so a little bit of Gorman segment, which is always nice. Number one team in the country. We'll take a short time out, and uh, we'll come back, and uh, we'll dive into it. Aces. We'll talk a little UNLV sports, and then we'll get into you guys' favorite segment is Golden the Knights. The Knights, Knights, Knights. Four and zero, or four and zero, or three and zero. Three and zero. Three and zero. Right. Three and zero. Three impressive wins. Right. <laughs> you guys love. Look, they. If you guys can see the, they like. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the Knights are rolling right now and i think they play tomorrow they play tonight play dallas. tonight right dallas right yeah. dallas okay all right we'll talk some uh some more nights some more sports and we got to touch on the aces when we come back we'll take a short time out stay tuned in
and beyond. Illuminarium Las Vegas is the immersive entertainment venue at Area 15 with unique experiences like Wild, the Safari Experience, and Space, a journey to the moon and beyond. Open daily 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. with last admission at 7. Locals receive a 10% discount. Illuminarium, 3246 West Desert Inn Road. For more information, call 702-221-1200 or visit Illuminarium.com. I'm Nathan Atkins, and I know the Drip Bar LV is the place to be for natural health and wellness. We offer wellness-boosting IV vitamin therapies designed to enhance your immune system, promote healthy aging, increase your energy levels, and improve athletic performance and recovery. Book your session today by visiting our website at thedripbar.com. That's thedripbar.com. Or give us a call at 702-846-0851. That number again is 702-846-0851. Mention you're a listener of The Jamie D Show and receive 15% off. The showroom at South Point presents Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Who wants to buy this diamond? Playing all those solid gold hits. October 20th to the 22nd. Tickets to the box office online at southpointcasino.com or charge by phone. 702-797-8055. Gary Lewis and the Playboys at the South Point. Need a boost of energy? Complete Family Care is giving vitamin B12 shots for just $20. Do you hate to wait at the doctors? At Complete Family Care, no appointment is necessary. Just walk in and get treated. Three Valley locations to serve you. Decatur and Flamingo, East Lake Mead Road and Belmont, and Green Valley Parkway and Sunset. At Complete Family Care, no waiting means you see the doctor right away and have your blood work and x-rays done during your visit. No running around town. Check them out at completefamilycare.net. That's completefamilycare.net. We accept all major insurances, Medicaid, and Medicare. Visit us at completefamilycare.net. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sports Nation, right here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mark Hayes, Brooks Whitmore, and Stevie Slapshot, our hockey guru. He's here. He's going to be with us, hopefully for the rest of the season, because we got a long season to talk sports. And we'll fall into the spring, and uh, we got basketball coming up. We'll have March Madness. We got hockey. We got baseball playoffs we got to touch on, some A's. Like, we got a lot of things going on. I actually do want to, before we jump into the Aces, a, a report came out today. I don't know if you guys seen it with the Ace. One of the Ace players retired. Yeah. Did you read, did you see I that did, report with what he it. said yeah. about the owner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, not happy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, maybe next Tuesday we'll touch on that because he really had a lot to say on Twitter in his retirement speech. <laughs> that was during his retirement speech. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, 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 let's touch on, let's give, you know, just a little bit of tease on that one, but we'll touch on that next Tuesday. We'll do some research, but he, he retired, but what he said in his retirement speech will blow you away. <laughs> he really went in on the owner. Well, there's a lot to get in on. Yeah. Owner, that's, uh, but what uh, he said coming from a player and how this team is being ran and how spoiled this owner is, he said sale <laughs> basically that's gonna be the cop topic for next and we'll touch on a little bit of a's next week but hey two and one the las vegas Aces are still hanging out i was uh, listening to tc martin the play-by-play guy for the aces this morning and he's out in the in brooklyn um they get ready for game number four mm-hmm. um versus the new york liberty and uh, we had some we'll talk about the game one and game two but um, not good news for the Las Vegas Aces coming back because they will come back home because there will be a game five. Nope, not good news, Stevie. Bring us up to speed on the injury report. All right. So both girls, uh, Gray and uh, Sykes, is it Sykes? Stokes? Okay. Both uh, probably don't play again in this series. Oh, yeah. Probably they officially don't play said again it. Yeah. In this series. yeah, they're done. Uh, Gray said she heard a pop. Like you, I. I was watching video today to try and find out all I could about these injuries. When she was on the bench after the injury, you could see her mouth her, uh, say that she heard it pop. So yeah, it's not so good. So her ankle's out. And, it, which and is- Kia Stokes, the same thing. She had a similar injury, but she continued to play on it. And they okay. said it got a little bit worse 
now she's out for game four and five as yeah. well. So I understand. Four, four for sure. Right? Four and five now. They send sure? the series. Yeah, I, I heard. The, I heard they're both out for the rest for the, of the series. series. So, awesome. so where do they go? Where do they go from? Let's. You want to talk about game one and well, game I mean, two? Which is sad, really, because let's talk a little bit about the two games. Because the game at home, we absolutely crushed them. I mean, I was at that game. I, we left with eight minutes to go because it wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. And they smothered them and they executed at extremely high level. And the, and the, the five were just gelling and they were played so, so well. But then they went to New York and you could kind of anticipate this coming on. New York's not going to roll over. They got too much talent. They just have great players on their team as well. And the new New York coach made a lot of coaching changes. They put Stewart on Gray, and she's got you know five inch height advantage, and that really hurt Gray. And then they turned around and put the two guards on Stokes because to Stokes not a shooting threat, she's a rebounding threat. And then and so they put Laney, this, another tall defender and a second team defender of the year, over on Young, who had been torching him the first two games. And it was an extremely effective. They were effective changes for the Liberty, and they ended up winning the game. They didn't necessarily blow us out, but it, it wasn't ever super, super close. It wasn't a highly contested game. So it was 87-73, but at the end of the day, those adjustments were extremely effective, and I didn't need, you know, with everybody healthy, I was concerned, you know, what's Hammond going to do to counter those adjustments? And now that we don't have two starters, essentially, and we don't have our point god in Chelsea Gray. One of the best players on the team. Yeah. I mean, she is just... A, in the league. Yeah, she is just a money player. She plays so well under pressure. And she's and I mean, and she distributes the ball so well. And she passes so well. And she shoots in clutch moments so well that I'm, I'm very concerned. I don't know what the... Well, you don't replace... I don't need, I don't even know what the answer is. You know, Clark's got to step up. Young's going to have to play out of her mind. You know, they're going to be dumping it into Asia Wilson on every chance that's possible. But, you know, John Quell Jones is a, is an amazing player in her own right. And so this is going to be a very – if they somehow win one of these last two games, hats off to the Las Vegas Aces because they're really in a – pretty big hole right now yeah stevie I'll, I'll be interested to see what what hammond does do i i think my, the first perception to me is to take the air out of the ball is my, make this a, as close by by being at lower scoring you, you you're going to get a closer game so that gives you a chance at the end of the game to to, to win um I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see if she does that yeah, like that that that's where the Aces do have an advantage here. Yeah. Hammond's a better coach. I agree. She's the better coach. I agree one hundred percent. So we'll see what she comes up with. Yeah, and I, I and I, I I second both of what you guys have said. And we've and we, I'm sure Stevie have that. What has always been what we was worried about depth, right? That was the biggest thing. We know we got our big four, right? And now you lose a big one of the big four now. And you lose the starter who's kind of stepped in and been the sixth player of the year. She was, a, we can't forget, Stokes was a sixth player to man yeah. of the year, sixth yeah. plant woman of the year. She, so she had some accolades and played defense and really helped this team, not scoring so much, but she did help this team. How does this team, other than Hammond having to, Becky having to really adjust how she controls the minutes? My concern is, it's been the depth, but the minutes now, how do you distribute the minutes when you only probably have one, maybe two more? You might, you don't even have another guard. If uh, you do, can she bring the ball up? Can she dribble? Does Jackie Young move over to the point guard? Yep. That's what's going to happen. And you bring no, uh, two to Plum, Kelsey. Plum goes to the two point to the one. Yep. Young, she brings it up, goes to goes, the two. Young goes to the two. Clark comes in, goes to the three. And then you've got, um, Help me out here. You well, got Asia Nigel Wilson, the five, right, 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 and the uh, the girl. She's Colson. Uh, Colson. Yep, Colson comes in. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Colson steps in, and so hopefully that's enough to get us over the top. Um, how do you how do you substitute those minutes? Uh, everybody gets to play forty minutes. <laughs> so so they're playing the whole game. If you if you ask them, they wouldn't say no. Of course. 
but I she's mean, always been good at going, okay, this starter sit, come in, this starter, you know, she kind of substituted starter by starter. Not never, you never seen two or three starters just sitting on the bench. Right. It was always like, okay, sub in, starter, sub in, starter, and she rotated them yep. like that. You don't have that luxury now, Hammond. So, do you have four girls or three girls play forty minutes? Absolutely. I, I think I don't think you have a choice. No. And, and and again, if you slow the game down, those forty minutes are not as heavy. Yeah. And they're or, and and yeah. are they a team that runs? Are they a team that can slow down? Because they like to get out and run sometimes. They do. And they they do really like to run and and, and kind of like run and gun. Their defense feeds it. Yeah. Because they got so many steals and so much pressure on the ball. That they get those turnovers and then they fire, you know, then they're going down and they do the lot of transition baskets. Yeah. So, who's the most important player with Gray and Stokes out? I mean, who's the Clark has to step up, but I mean, I think it's it's it's, it's Asia Wilson's time. Yeah, you know, and she's Wilson, been she's money. Like, yeah, and she, I mean, I mean, she's been dropping 30, 28, yeah, 26. Yeah. So, she hasn't missed a beat, right, with those girls in. But how much did Gray contribute? distributing her the general she's the floor general yeah. making asian wilson and being able to score 28 30 points a game so how does that affect asia wilson that's my question how does that affect her so we'll find out tomorrow night at five o'clock yeah and well, so we're gonna see it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting i think this next game will be a close game yeah and this could be even a, though we're outmanned it'll be a close game yeah and this this could really be a a big a significant on Becky. I mean, Becky's already established her legacy as one of the best coaches in the WNBA, maybe even a pretty good head coach in the in the uh, NBA. But this team has, it's basically a two game series now, right? Yep. It's a two game series. So game five, we'll be back here. And if they bring game five back here, you think aces pull it or Liberty? <laughs> it's a tough hill right now. It is it's a, tough a really hill. tough hill. What do they have to do? What do they have to do to win? Like you said, slow so, it down. So, it, somebody else is going to have to step up because New York knows the, the spot that the Aces are in. They'll probably double Wilson. Right. Yeah. All day. Why would and, and, and make someone else beat me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, Jackie, right. can we say if Jack? So, we know the big three, right, or the big four. They usually have in double figures every game, right? right. And that's 15, 20 points. They usually have about 75, 80 points between the four, right? right? Some yeah. might have 10, some, and Asia will have her 32. Right. Plum will have 18. How many points do each of the big three have to have for this team to win? 20 plus? Well, yeah. Each? Yeah. 25 plus? Yeah, 20, At least 60, yeah. 70 points between yes. the three. Yeah, because there isn't a lot of other scoring coming down the road here. There's just not that much bench depth. There's not a lot of scoring depth on the bench. Yeah. So it'll be exciting. It's going to be hard. Speaking of scoring, the Golden Knights have scored 12 goals, and their opponents have scored three. Well, let's talk about it. What do you think of that? 3-0? Oh. 3-0. Tonight versus the Dallas Stars. Yeah. At home. Yeah, Pete DeBoer Again. coming back. <laughs> coming back home. Didn't they, didn't they beat the Stars in the play? They did, did they play the playoffs? In the playoff run? Yeah. And the Stars kind of gave them – they put up a little bit of a uh, – they took a couple of punches from the Knights in that playoff game, didn't they? Uh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They t- I mean, they didn't they win a game or two? Yeah. Uh, I think they won two games. They won two. They, they won, won two. two. And, I mean, the yeah. Stars are a great team. They're, they're, they're very I, good. They're, and I heard they're favored. Uh, <laughs> They're favored tonight? That's what somebody told me. My buddy that, that, texted that, that, me. And look said, it up. Not, not favored. Not you can here. find that. Google it. Not here. Google it. Is Dallas, 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 what type of team is Dallas and what does Golden Knight have to do tonight? They're kind of a little bit of a mirror of each other because Dallas is a pretty organ. The, the Knights are a very organized team, especially defensively. They're very organized. They have a structure. They stay within their structure. And when they stay within their structure, they have success. Okay, so their structure is to push everything to the sides in a perfect world. You've got a lot of low, hard angle shots that are high percentage shots to save. Aiden Hill is playing great. Thompson's playing great. I get a little worried about Aiden Hill's uh, rebounding because they seem to pop right out in front of the, you know, right out in front of the net. And it's a little nerve wracking when, you know, he needs to push those pucks to the walls a little more when he's saving saving, uh, goals. But. He's still playing out of his mind. He's playing great. So, and, and I think that Dallas is a pretty structured team as well. And both of them have their stars. Robertson's a, Robertson's a star for Dallas. He's a real, he's an exciting kid to watch. He's not huge, 
but he skates really well, and he's just exciting and dynamic to watch. And so the teams aren't really separated by that much. But I do think the Knights are a little bit better, and especially when they're at full strength, defensively we're better. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, You're you're right about Hill's rebound control. He, he, He doesn't have any. Fortunately, he plays in a system under Cassidy where, where everyone's packed in, in in their zone. So so there's rebounds, but usually the Knights clean them up. Yeah. So so that so that's that that works well for Hill. He's got to work on the rebound control though. Um, Hint's coming back tonight for Dallas. It'll be his first game of the okay. year coming coming off the injury. So he'll be back in there. It makes Dallas tougher. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Knights. Carrier back on the fourth line probably. Uh, Cotter then goes up to the second line with Stevenson, and uh, coming in on the third on the third line is who? Oh, uh, Howden will move to the third line. Okay, yeah. So that's actually pretty they're, easy. They're a little to str- they're, they'll be a little stronger tonight than they have been recently. Yeah, that's fantastic. And now, what about on defense? So on defense, uh, the the two, the two that we're missing are still well. The three that we're missing are still missing. Uh, Petrangelo? Ma- Ma- Petrangelo's out. Martinez out and White Cloud. He's going to be out for a couple of months. Martinez is going to go on the trip. I heard. Oh, so they didn't say anything about Petrangelo. So that worries me. If they didn't, if they didn't say anything, that means he's not going. I wonder if he has a concussion. I don't. They said he was skating. Petrangelo. But, yeah, just skating. Not not like he was skating. Okay, but that I didn't hear. I he wasn't I, in like a jersey. He was I, just I heard, skating. Okay, I heard he wasn't even at practice today. Oh, maybe today he wasn't. Yeah, but Martinez was at practice, but in a non-contact jersey again. Martinez oh, won't play tonight, but he will go on the road trip. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and White Clouds. White Clouds a couple of months. It's going to be months? a couple. Of, yes, it's going to be a couple of months. Yeah. Well, let me. But, but did you in watching the game, the last game on Saturday? Did the defense feel any different to you? No, they actually it didn't they feel different to me either. Pretty on point. Like, yeah, they really did a great job. I of thought so. Containing, you know. Yeah, Anaheim, but yeah, they're, they're not <laughs> not a, not a great team. But no, but well, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it felt good. Yeah, actually, I really like the Knights' play. It's been solid throughout. Um, and DeBoer's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> And DeBoer, we didn't, we, 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 we have to, you have to touch on that, right? How yeah. well does DeBoer know this Vegas Golden Knights team? Well, he does, but he's already been back and the Knights beat him in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's really a factor anymore. I think it was at one time, you know, does, how well does he know how to beat this team? Well, the Knights beat him in the playoffs last year, so I, I think that's taken care of. Yeah, and I think the Knights have changed up their defense since DeBoer was here enough and have an entirely new system that it's a different, it's a kind of a different team. And you don't have the same lines anymore. Right, Riley Smith's gone. Yeah, and Cassidy came up and separated all these lines and busted them up. You know, you don't have... But how much of a chip does DeBoer still have on his shoulders? I would say rather large. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think so. No? He's, he's coached a number of teams now. He's, yeah. he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals with two different teams. But they got rid of him. Career, yeah. so. Wasn't his exit kind of... It, it was a little bit, but that happens. Yeah. That happens in all sports, yeah. with all coaches. Yeah. It happens. It's, it's not pretty. It's not, you, you wouldn't like it to happen that way, but, but it's happened before to other guys. He's over it. I'm yeah. sure he's over it. Yeah. You think so? I, I don't think so. think so. I guarantee Gallant's not over it. <laughs> I think a lot when he left, he was blindsided, and he went what, on. What, he went what, on to say so. Yeah, yeah. What, what, well, for Galan, it's kind of different because that's happened to him twice now. I know it, it happened. So I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but, but yeah. But on the other side of that, you're also right. In any coach that comes back to face a team that he coached, he he wants to beat him. Right. He wants to beat him. Right, and and you know that we want to beat the Bruins. Oh yeah, you know that he is fired up to beat the Bruins sure. because he just took them. Correct. He had the highest number of wins in the franchise history, or number yeah. of points in the franchise history. Yeah. Turned around and got fired. Yeah. What do the Knights need to do tonight to win? They just play their system, like 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 system. Uh, like How are they Stay underdog? The How are they underdogs? Well, I'm not, I, I didn't I'm think they were. I no, not, I don't. Okay, I, confirm that because that's some before we. Gonna get to the end of this, this show. I, I mean, that that would be surprising, right? If they are yeah, the underdogs yeah. if in this I, game. If I remember, I'm, I'm 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 doing other things at work, but I I think that they were like a 110, 120 favorite. Favorite, okay. okay. Yeah, so right. they they're favored tonight. So and they win tonight. What's uh score prediction? 
Now, I think this could be a low-scoring game. Now, Hintz is back, and he can score. But you've got two really good goaltenders. He mentioned Hill. Ottinger is one of the best goaltenders in the league for Dallas. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll go three to two nights. I actually was, that was, that's exactly, that's exactly why I was going. Why, uh, some gr- brilliant minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So three to two. Any last final thoughts on the Knights before we, uh, move on? No. I actually am impressed with the Knights so far. I thought they would have a letdown to start you know, the season. No, that's a good point. And, and I really feel like they didn't, they came in and they're just taking care of business and they kind of got a lucky draw with the three teams they, they came out of the gate with because Anaheim, San Jose and the Kraken, I think are kind of on the downturn. So they, they, they had three games against teams, three teams that aren't necessarily, I mean, it's one of those teams will be playoff teams, but not a lot of, you know, superpower. It wasn't if you had to play Toronto, then Boston, then, you know, Tampa Bay or yeah. something back to back to back. So, but, but, but we've never felt like they're just going through the motions in these three games, right? They, they, they've come back and they've, they've got some fire. They still have fire. No, no, exactly. They have fire, number one. And, but number two is that they really look like they kind of outclass them still. Yeah. Like even with losing Riley Smith, they feel like th- these games are not really ever in jeopardy. Even <laughs> what, even the, the cracking a little bit for the first 10 minutes, but after the first 10 minutes, I've never felt like the Knights were outplayed right. and that the game was in jeopardy at all. Yeah, well, and, and that first 10 minutes, we, we've got an excuse, Sarah. It's tough when you raise the banner to then come out on fire. You're, you're, it, that drains you a little bit. True, true. All right, let's do our local uh, update here real quick. Yes. So real quick, UNLV soccer, 6-4-6, kind of just cruising right along. They lost to SDSU, and then they turned around and beat New Mexico. They're on the road with Utah and Boise State next week, So or this week, I'm sorry. So we'll see what happens with them. Volleyball had a rough week, two losses at UNR and Fresno State, and they've got Utah State and Boise State on the road as well. So they must be traveling in the same plane, van, or bus with the soccer team. Yeah. So we'll see what happens over there. We had the Shriners Cup open here, yep. which is amazing. A great golf tournament. Uh, Tom Kim won, and he, the last round was a very exciting round. Did the young lady get a chance to qualify? She didn't make it. She missed by three. So yeah. she that was, was kind of the, the hive and the excitement. What's her name? Lexi Thompson. Lexi Thomas. Yep. She was there. Yep. So she she uh, missed by three three shots, but she did a good job. I mean, she was very excited. And she was actually in the hunt yeah. right up till the till the bitter end there. Then she, I think she had a, a bogey or a double bogey to to you know. That's exciting out around for her. But the the best thing about that was all the all the guys were cheering for. Her. That's wonderful. Like every guy Great in the sportsmanship wanted, they in, wanted, in, in they golf. They really wanted to watch her, and they really wanted her to qualify. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, for Kim, it was back-to-back wins. He won last year, and he won this year. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then out at the Motor Speedway, they had obviously had the South Point 400. Great race. But I'll tell you, Kyle, I was at that race. Kyle Larson had the best car and ran the best race. I mean, he just he won the first segment. He won the second segment. And on the third segment, they came down to the very end. Everybody took a pit stop. And his pit team took care of him because he went from third place to first place on that pit stop and never looked back and won the race. There you go. So it was a pretty good, it was a pretty neat race. Yeah. And I think that's a update on uh, most of the local sports here. We do have, um, some things we'll talk about next week with the A's. And, uh, that's one of our newest local teams. So we'll touch on the A's A's and (laughs) all the drama that's coming to Las Vegas. Good luck. All right. So I guess next week, about it, when we talk, we'll have a Raider update. We'll have a UNLV update because they'll be playing this weekend and we'll have the Knights. What two games? Well, they have two games and the Aces. Yeah. So we got, we got a lot of sports to talk about next week, guys. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's do the bets. First, I want to counterpoint. All right, all right. So this week, I am going with the 49ers minus seven. I don't. Yeah, all my batters out there, listen up. You might have, you won some money last week if you took uh, at least one of our picks. I did, and two picks because he had the Ravens and right. I had uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, they yeah, covered. yeah. I didn't like the Arkansas. I <laughs> know. I did not like it. All right, well, let's throw our picks out in there, and we'll go to the so pretenders. I'm, I'm 49ers minus seven. Who you take? I'm taking uh, Tennessee. Tennessee playing Alabama nine oh. and a half. Okay. I'm taking Tennessee nine and a half. I just think they got Alabama's number. Are they home? They are, they're in Tuscaloosa. Ooh. Yeah. Ten points, nine and a half. I'm taking Tennessee on the road. They're both five and one, two and one, and uh, four and oh, and uh, two and one SEC for Tennessee and uh, Alabama's four and oh. They're not a four and oh team. They're not even a, uh, they shouldn't even be ranked 11. But again, it's Alabama, Nick Saban. I think I like Tennessee to cover the nine and a half. I mean, Alabama. 
is keeping everything close. Yeah, well, they got quarterback issues. Right. Milrow is not good. <laughs> he's not good. He's. <laughs> I'll, I'll take New Orleans on Thursday. All New right. Orleans there we on go. Thursday. There we All go. Right. All right. Uh, David Carr. No, it's brother Derek. I Derek think. Carr. <laughs> David's in the booth. What's your, wait a minute. You sure David didn't play last week? <laughs> you sure it wasn't David? <laughs> it could have been David. <laughs> Which is a great And they lost to the Texans. You sure it wasn't David? Because uh, you know who used to play for the Texans, right? Yeah, he did. David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our... All right, uh, so this is, a, this is a new thing we're going to do, Contender Pretender in the NFL. It's not necessarily a local segment, but we're just going to have a ton. This is a rapid-fire thing. I shout out the team. You say Mark goes first, Stevie goes second, I go third. Are they contenders or are they pretenders? Let's start with the New York Jets. Contender or pretender? Pretender. Without Aaron Rodgers. Pretender. Pretender. Off the Jets, they're not getting in the playoffs. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Okay. Pretender. Pretender. Pretender, I, I think the same way. What about the Cleveland Browns? Pretender. Pretender. I like their defense. I kind of put them in the contender range. I think they're going to be sniffing a playoff. Really? Yep. With their defense. <laughs> what quarterback? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they ground. got lucky because their defense has really shut down uh, uh, the 49ers and uh, Brock Purdy, but I am not sure who's going to be their quarterback. I don't know if PJ Walker <laughs> can stay be stable enough because it sounds like Deshaun Watson just wants to collect a check right now. He don't yeah. even want to play. I'm a, he was able to play this week. I'm a pajama fan. Okay, so we got two and one on the pretender. All right, We're contender. Moving. Bengals. Bengals. Contender. Jeez, that injury worries me. I'll, I'll go contender. I'm with you. I'm a contender. I'm. A, I'm. A, I've always drank the Joe Burrow. Burrow Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. He's that Kool-Aid. It seems good. like he's starting to here's, find it. Here's the toughest one I think of the group. Sandy. I mean, Los Angeles Chargers. Pretender. Pretender. Really? Yeah. I after last contender. night. I, I know. After what I seen last night, before I'm like before last night. Before last night. Yeah. I, I don't trust him in a big spot. I don't a trust big game. Herbert in a big spot. I, I agree with that. And I and when I seen last night, he looked very discombobulated in an offense that he's been in for five years. Right. He looked like I know Kellen Moore is a new offensive coordinator, right? But Staley's still pulling the trigger. He just looked like out of sync. Yep. Maybe it was just that game. I agree. All right. Moving on. Yo, Las Vegas Raiders. Pretender. 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 Three pretenders on the Raiders. How about the Jacksonville Jags? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, tough one. Uh, pretender. I'm going to go contender. I'm going contender, too. They're yeah. in a soft division. I think they see the playoffs for sure this season. Yeah. I, when I say, are they going to make the playoffs? That's what we're pretending or contending. I yeah, think. making the I'm playoffs. I'm not talking Super Bowl here. I'm just talking I say pretender. I say contender. Then. Making the playoffs, but, yeah. I mean, as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars, just I'm not fully sold on the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I'm just not I, fully sold on him. I am sold on Lawrence. Whereas I don't like Herbert, I do like Lawrence in big spots. Yeah, yeah I like Lawrence too. And I, and I think Lawrence is a good quarterback. Maybe it's just a team overall. Yeah, it's a quiet I'm, market. It's kind of like Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know. All right. Baltimore, the Colts? Pretender. Or pretender. 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 We all agree. All right, Mark. How about your Texans? Pretender. Really? Pretender. Yeah. Okay. I say pretender, too, but they're in a pretty weak division as well. Well, Jacksonville division. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jacksonville. a weak division. I mean, Jacksonville's on top. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about the Dallas Cowboys? Mm, I know you're not going to like this, but pretender. Pretender. Contender. They're going to be in the playoffs. What's the matter with you two? No. Philadelphia's going to take that division. I don't think they have what it takes. Not you don't think they'll get Dak a wild card? Not with Doc Prescott, no. Wow. I'm stunned. I am stunned. I, I think Dallas defense is stout. They are. They're I just, stout. Offensively, I you got to win games in the National Football League. Oh, you got Pollard. You got CeeDee Lamb. You got some players. I know. Help me it's out. Dak. I know. It's Dak. All right. All right. So we had two pretenders on the Cowboys. What about the Commanders? <laughs> Pretenders. <laughs> Pretender. Pretenders. All right. Here's a good one, though. Tough one. Tough one for me. I already know where I'm going. Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Contenders. 
to get in the playoffs. It's a tough one for and me that div- too. And, and that in the, the division, I think they have a wild card spot. Yeah, I think I, th- I think they make the playoffs, but I don't know how far they go in the playoffs. Yeah, we're just talking about making the playoffs now. Right, I was thinking yeah. like Super Bowl and at right. first. I think they're a contender in their division. And I think it's will the real Seattle Seahawks please stand, stand up? Stand up. Pete I don't Carroll. Know, I don't know who they are. The identity. I really don't know. I have no identity on the Seattle Seahawks. I think just because whatsoever. it's Geno Smith and everybody's like not sold on who is really the Geno. Yeah, but he's a, he's a different cat now in Seattle than he was in New York. In New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he sat behind a pretender for three years yeah. and yeah. <laughs> Russell, yeah. well, he sat behind a pretender, but I'm sold on Geno Smith. I'm just not sold on the body, the whole, like yeah. their defense yeah. and their running game. I okay. like Walker. I'm just not sold on them. The but package. as far as making the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. All right. Here's another tough one. Another one, top five, the Rams. <sighs> Pretender. Yeah, I agree. Pretender. I mean, this is just a couple Three years, years ago. ago they I know. Yeah, they lost a lot of players, a lot of weapons. And I don't think McVay. He's kind of like the the same like we talked about yeah. offensive coordinator like Josh McDaniels. I don't well, think he's a. I know again, I, yeah. this is inside stuff because I I'm real good friends with the receiver coach at the Rams, and never said anything bad about McVay at all. Never said anything. I would never say he would say anything, but he did say our leadership is in question. Here, here's here's the thing with the Rams for me. I think they caught lightning in a bottle that one year with Stafford because Stafford had never did that in Detroit and he hasn't done since that year. Yeah, and he yeah. caught lightning in a bottle because he and they were surrounded by Quality. <laughs> a yeah. lot of good talent on offense and defense. And now yeah. you're seeing the real kind of Stafford, right? Stafford will throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, yeah. but he'll throw three interceptions yeah. and fumble the ball at the end of the play yeah. to, right. you know, and, and they got cut back. They got the, the, the rookie from uh, BYU and. All right. Let's talk about Stafford's old team, the Lions. Contender. Yeah, I agree. I, I like do the too. Lions. The Lions are kind of surprising. A little bit of a sleeper, huh? But yeah. they did good at the end good. of the season last year. Remember? Yeah, they we did. was like, wow, they the did. Lions, because they knocked off Green Bay. Yeah, kept coming and they coming and coming. Off Green Bay. And I'm like, oh, the Lions. But they've always had a Campbell. I like, I like Campbell. I like too. Campbell. Yeah. All right, so the last three should be maybe relatively easy. The Tampa Bay Chicken Ear Buccaneers. (laughs) Pretender. 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 I mean, too. Atlanta Falcons. Pretender. 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 The Saints. Pretender. Pretender. Me, too. But is that enough teams to make the playoffs? I think somehow some of these teams have to get to the playoffs. I'd have to cross them all We're talking right now, though. We're talking like in the not the future, but I'm talking like the teams right now. We were, I think we were spot on with pretender contenders. Yeah, pretty close. We agreed <laughs> on about ninety percent of <laughs> yeah. them. Totally pretty, I mean, and, and I like that segment because that gives us some debating. Yeah, some some back and forth. All, All right. right. Well, let's wrap it up. We went over a little bit, but that's okay. I'm in charge. So we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. All right. So we did we did go over a few four, three or four minutes, but that's okay. Segment was great. All right. So uh weekend. What you got planned? Any games? Any going anywhere? Anything? I am gonna be at the Knights game in Chicago and I'm gonna be at the Raider game in Chicago. Nice. I'm gonna be working Traveling. all You're gonna be in the Midwest. Weekend. You're gonna be in the Midwest. Watch out for the fans out there in Chicago. Yeah. Cause they they are aggressive. They like to fight after games. <laughs> Have a safe trip. I'll be working on the weekend. I, weekend. I work Saturday and Sunday. Saturday okay. and Sunday, yeah. yeah th- this is the start of my weekend right now. Yeah, there we the go. next three days. There we go. Yeah. So working, and we'll be on the roll. We'll, we'll have some good commentary from oh, yeah. the, both those games coming back. And uh, I'll be at the uh, – I'm going to try to get out to the UNLV game, Colorado State homecoming for yep. UNLV. And so they got some alumni things they're going to be doing. So I'm going to try to oh, yeah. try to get out there with them and nice. check out. So UNLV versus Colorado State, I'll be out there. All right. All right. That's it, guys. Another great show in the books. Next week's Vegas Sports Nation, 4 o'clock. Make sure you check it right here, AM 1400 and the new 107.1 FM on your radio dial. Catch us on the web, www.kshp.com. Listen live. Get the app. You can listen to us wherever you are traveling. Got your cell phone. Turn on the app. Mark Hay, Stevie Slapshot, Brooks Whitmore. We're heading out of here, guys. Be safe and enjoy your week.
Thank you.